1: Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a great future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is pretty exciting uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has. My decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high-caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in the hockey city uh, made my decision really easy. This is Ryan Eugen Hopkins. This is the Oscar Plus. Platt. This is This is Cam Talbot. This is from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digi. Digitex, office equipment solutions North America-wide?
2: Yeah, Digitex
1: does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 shed.
0: Louis, which was the uh, hometown of Chuck Berry back in the day. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. You can now buy your PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof with one number to call, one simple invoice for all your office technology needs. This is Oilers Now. Edmonton Oilers losing last night 4-1 in Dallas. No Connor McDavid and uh, no Ryan Spooner. And the orders struggling to score goals here. 14 in the seven games since Ken Hitchcock has taken over. That said, the Oilers with a 4-2-1 record and uh, an opportunity against a uh, injury-depleted St. Louis team that's struggling every bit, well, more than the orders are, frankly, at this stage. Uh, we'll have a complete review of last night's game as we'll uh, head down our orders Now Audio Vault for direct workwear a little bit later on, but not before I tell you that Mark Specter will be sliding in 12.35 today for Horse Racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women that are employed in the Alberta horse racing industry. One of our uh, favorites for the show, Al May from NBCSN, uh, Washington Capitals analyst, will join us at 105, and we'll get an update from the farm with Jay Woodcroft as well at 1.35 today on Oilers. Now, by the way, the Oilers hit the ice. She's um, what do I, I think they're calling it Enterprise Arena or something like that now uh, in downtown St. Louis here, which is about uh, 12 minutes from where I'm at. Uh, in about, I think they're going to hit the ice in, uh, off the top of my head uh, very shortly. So uh, maybe in the next seven minutes or so, I think they're on the ice at 1.15. You can reach us on our, uh, that's 1.15 Central Time. Reach us on our orders now, hotline 70 It's brought to you by the River Creek Resort Casino. fifty four forty at the River Creek, December 29. Tickets at ticketmaster.ca. You can text us at six thirty six thirty 630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Not your small-town dealership with a huge new state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. I'm on Twitter at Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott's a big part of the show. He's available at Brendan, that's two E's, Escott at two T's. And uh, the show Twitter account with over 35,000 followers is at Oilers Now. Again, speckle slide by at 1235. Brendan's back in the studio in Edmonton. Brendan, how you doing?
1: Oh, things are going well today, Bob.
0: They're going well today, are they? Yeah, you wake up and the whole show's booked. That's always a good day, isn't it?
1: Makes my life real easy.
0: Yeah, it does. Um, well, let's get right to it. It was not a good night, and it started actually uh, – uh, the, there was an early – the way it works, just for the listeners to understand, is usually there's a bus that goes to the arena two hours and 45 minutes before game time, and then a bus that goes uh, – yeah, so let's just say the orders play it, if it's a 15-minute bus ride or less – and the others play at 7.30. Usually there's a bus at 4.45 and then one at 5.15. Uh, last night, 4.30 and, uh, and 5.15. And at the point that Connor McDavid wasn't on either of the two buses at that stage, you're starting to get quite nervous that, uh-oh, uh, he's going to miss his first game in 235 for the Edmonton Oilers. And so that was part of the storyline last night. And I already know what's coming today. And I totally understand the perspective that the Oilers do not have enough depth. Uh, They've struggled to score with McDavid, bottom 17 in the NHL in goal scoring. They have tried to shave some goals against uh, down, and that has occurred during Ken Hitchcock's tenure here as Oilers head coach. But uh, without further ado, we're going to get to our Oilers now audio vault for direct workwear. For product knowledge, compliancy, great pricing, and innovation, directworkwear.com. An Edmonton-based company. Here's the audio highlights of Jack Michaels of last night's game.
1: After it is Milan Lucic. He's got the puck right circle. Drops it in the corner. Chase on center. Pass. Nearly deflected home inadvertently by Hints Off the draw. Here's a one-timer score. Foxa put it back door, and it was rifled home by Jason Dickinson. No chance for Miko Koskinen. Bayruther, middle of the ice, Sagan, Ben, backdoor, one-timer, what a save made by Koskinen. From Matias Yanmar, driving to the net, Strip dishes off, one-timer score, Brett Ritchie with his first goal all season long. Kajula failed to clear, Bayruther in front, one-timer score. Beautiful goal by the captain, Jamie Ben. I'd say tonight... That's
0: good. It's going to be almost impossible to come back at this stage.
1: Huge hit by Chase on. That's going to be a penalty. And now Hintz will drop the gloves. And now we've got a complete melee in the corner. Three on three. This has been building. Darnell's and Darnell rolling. Nurse just threw a couple of right hands that Devin Shore was able to shake off initially. But now he's eating a series of right and hands ref, and a up. straight right. Ref bail, Devin Soar right out of that. Back to Kara, backhand her save, it, rebound score. And Jujar Kara has scored his first goal in 41 games. Dallas has a chance to ice it and does toward the empty net. It's in. A 195-foot wrist shot from Esa Lindell will end the competitive phase of this one.
0: The Oilers uh, lose, final score 4-1, and it wasn't good news early, and it wasn't good news late for the Evans-Otters Hockey Club, again playing without Connor McDavid as well as Ryan Spooner. Let's go to some uh, audio post-game comments. We'll start with Ken Hitchcock, who had this to say on whether the team made uh, too many mistakes in last night's game.
2: Yeah, but not as not that many. Not You know, you limit a team like that to 24, 25 shots on goal. We, we didn't make that many mistakes. You know, some of them, a couple ended up in our net, two fluky ones. But we didn't, uh, other than the five minutes at the end of the second, which hurt us a little bit, uh, we didn't make a lot of mistakes. So, overall, there's some good things, and then there's some things we got to work on.
0: Right now, the Oilers aren't getting many goals. Ken Hitchcock had this to say on the Oilers' lack of scoring.
2: You could talk about scoring goals, but I think a lot of it is zone time. You know, we, we, we started to show an increase in zone time in Edmonton, but we're, we didn't have enough zone time. You know, Dallas is a really good team, and, uh, and they don't let you spend a lot of time in there if you can't hang on to the puck and protect it. And, and uh, we weren't able to do that to sustain enough pressure. We had some real good looks at it, but we didn't have enough zone time to sustain pressure.
0: David's absence in the lineup last night. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins and Leon Dreisaitl uh, down the middle played uh, increased minutes. Here's Ken Hitchcock.
2: We're lucky because we got those two guys. I mean, they were they were both really good players in the game today. Uh, like I said, we we played very very well until uh, they got their second goal. I, th- I thought they took over the last five minutes of the second period, but I thought I thought we really played well, and then they went, I th- when they got their second goal. Uh, that took some wind out of our sails, and then you know, I, I thought we probably dropped a little bit after that, but we-, we played a hell of a hockey game for almost 40 minutes, and, and then no-, no reward for it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Edmonton, I, I don't know the- if the owners could have played much better through the first 40 minutes of the game, given the context of their lineup. What I will say is a, c- a couple of our veteran guys were guys that struggled last night against Dallas, and uh, didn't do a great job of protecting the puck offensively, or got beat to pucks. And uh, last night was one of those nights for Milan Lucic, where fans are are up in arms. You know, I mean, I saw what I saw after the game on Twitter, and Milan had a tough game. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, the penalty that Cassian took, two nothing down. You know, they score, and this this is a team that was struggling on the power play because they don't have John Klingberg. But uh, and then Jamie Ben picked. Drake Kajula, knocked him off the puck, and then ended up driving the net and got a deflection home 3 nothing. and it was all over at that point. I did think Leon Dreisaitl, uh, and I know there's some people that have, you know, high expectations of Settle, but he produces at least, and he's not everybody's cup of tea, but he's a productive player, and uh, Dreisaitl had this to say on getting, uh, you know, two
1: good periods in against Dallas. Played solid for maybe the first two periods, and then we, you know, got the got the second goal against, and um, you know, our, our heads kind of went, uh, uh, they sunk sunk down on us a little bit, and, and it was hard to, to get out of it.
0: Uh, there were some scrums at the end of the game. I'm going to talk about this with Mark Specter coming up at 12:35, because as we all know, uh, Mark uh, is a fan of officials, and uh, I, I appreciate the work they do. I was a little bit surprised to see one referee tackle Darnell Nurse. I can't recall the last time I saw that. Uh, and given the fact that Devin Shore, at minimum, was fully engaged in the battle, the referee bol- uh, bailed Devin Shore out of that situation. That doesn't happen all the time. Uh, it didn't happen last year last year when Nick Felino got the upper hand of Jujar Kaira. Uh, When Zach Cassian cracked the orbital bone of, uh, caved in the face of Brandon Dubinsky, and then Dubinsky skated by the Columbus bench, and guys on the Columbus bench were ready to throw up. Uh, the, you know that that punch happened so fast it was done and over with. But it was a very interesting thing to see a referee basically tackle Dar- or Darnell Nurse. So I was a little surprised by that. Let's go to uh, Leon Drysaddle in the scrums, at the end of the game.
1: We have guys that um, you know want to stick up for each other, and um, you know if that happens, then, then obviously we're uh, we're the first team that uh, you know, like I guess that sticks up for each other, but. Um, it's not so much about sticking up for each other. We shouldn't really uh, get to that point. You know, we thought um, we played a solid game through two periods, and we kind um, of let them off the hook a little bit. So uh, it's something we got to do better. Uh,
0: yeah. And you know what happened after that? The game settled down after that scrum because uh, the owners, for all the criticism of Lucic, and man, there's lots because he has not scored enough. He hasn't been productive enough. There are games where he's fighting the puck all night. They needed more out of Lucic last night. The games are quiet, and Lucic is a factor as to why the games are quiet because there's only four or five more guys left in the league that can even engage Milan Lucic at this stage. So that's my personal perception. Um, You can say, well, everybody just lets him sleep and they want him on the ice. That's your prerogative to have that perspective. I'm telling you. The games have been quieter since Lucic has been here. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins had this to say: "Not having Connor McDavid in the lineup last night."
1: Instruments uh, losing them, um, obviously, it's a it's a bit of an or it's an impact uh, to the lineup. You're playing with 11 forwards. Uh, you guys are getting shuffled around a little bit. Uh, um, but I don't think that was too big an issue throughout the whole game. Um, I thought we adjusted pretty well right off the bat and. Um, but like I said, I mean, it just kind of came down to we didn't bear down our chances, and uh, they got that early one uh, in the third period, and um, we didn't respond well enough. You
0: can text us at 6.30, 6.30. Uh, tweet us at orders now. Bob, what are your thoughts? Uh, this text comes in on our Heartland Ford text line. What were your thoughts on the cheap shot by Jason Spe- uh, Alex Chason on Jason Spezza? He'd be falling out of the press box if Devin Shore hit McDavid like that. And he, and he only got two minutes and it should have been five. And Hitchcock said, fluky goals. Careful, Ken. The hockey gods are listening, especially in this market, where excuses are nonstop. Did you not get a fluke overtime winner against San Jose? All right. So the Texter hit on several things. I don't Alex Chason's a hard player. Uh, I will say this, if you hit a guy like that in that position, uh, usually you're prepared to drop the gloves and deal with it. And so he, I think he was, I don't think he meant to hit Spezza the way he did, and he certainly wasn't ready to fight because he kind of got jumped there. But in that situation, if you hit the guy like that, I think nine times out of ten, most guys know, oh, well, I better be ready to go. If Devin Shore hit Connor McDavid like that and only got two minutes uh, yeah, I wouldn't be very happy. That's a fair comment, okay? Uh, fluky goals with Ken Hitchcock. Well, what, I think what he's saying is they scored off broken plays. They scored two goals off a of broken plays. The first goal against was a uh, the f- first time in the game that Weidman was on the ice with Darnell Nurse, and they blew it. That's all there is to it. They blew a communication, and that ended up with it. I mean, they fanned on the pass across the slot, to Jason Dickinson, and he still had time to put the puck in a wide-open net, so blown assignment by the owners on the first call against. Absolutely. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Jay says, Bob, you were tied into the organization. Uh, tell us how a man who has traded away Taylor Hall, first and second round picks for Griffin and Reinhardt, uh, Eberle uh, for Stroman and Spooner, and signed Lucic, uh for a ridiculous contract, still has a job in the National Hockey League. We're going to have to start the rebuild all over again, Jay. Jay, uh, on an individual basis, you know, you can criticize each of the respective moves. I I might, in, in the case of Eberle, the belief I had was that they had to buy the team down a little bit. Okay? And Spooner's eight games into his Edmonton start here. Eight games in. Um, so let's not get too harsh on Spooner. The Taylor Hall trade's a tough trade. That's all there is to it. The order's got to shut down defense, the defenseman. The game moved in the other direction. By the way, does anybody know? Does anybody know what happened to Taylor Hall last night with New Jersey? Brendan, you know what happened?
1: No, fill me in.
0: Uh, he was benched. Hard to believe. I'm stunned by that because I I always liked Taylor Hall. And, you know, we used to get, Brendan, before you worked on the show, we used to get, I would say, 20% of the texts that we used to get were people bitching and complaining about Taylor Hall. I saw Taylor Hall do this in town because we have that that whiny aspect of, and I hate to say the age group, but mostly 20 to 28-year-old guys, probably because... They didn't understand that there's a professional courtesy. If you see a guy in an establishment, leave him alone. See, when you're in a role like mine, it kind of comes with the territory, right? It comes with the territory. So if somebody sees me at a downtown establishment or a south side establishment, I, I expect that conversation to take place. I got no problem with it. You know, If I'm with my family, most people are really cool. Just say, hey, Bob, how's it going? That's it, that's good. You know, there was a time that I went to the bar, too, with John Sexsmith back in the day. We left the big dogs alone, okay? But there was no social media, and there was no text messaging. There wasn't even sports shows like this. With all due respect to John Short who did a terrific job at his show, there wasn't text messaging where you could sit and bang off a text in a span of seven seconds. He used to have to call in. And if you notice on this show, we tend to focus on what happens on the ice. And I, I've always said Taylor Hall's a hell of a player. And when he becomes a free agent, 30 teams in the NHL should be chasing him for his services. 30. So figure out what I think about Taylor Hall on that front. The Reinhardt trade? Bad trade. It's yesterday's news, but it's a bad trade. So, uh, But in terms of Eberle to Strom to Spooner, too early to judge Spooner at this stage... And uh, the orders need to shave a little bit of money. They needed a little bit. You can you can certainly you know say, well, they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have signed Lucic and they should have signed Hall and they should have read the tea leaves with which way the direction was the league was going. Except they were playing in the Pacific Division, which was big boy hockey, right? So hindsight's twenty twenty. And believe me, as a show host, I have mastered that art of it being twenty twenty. So I appreciate what you're saying. Totally understand what you're saying. And it's funny how we get more texts on a night like last night when Connor McDavid misses his first game in 235 games. The team hasn't had enough offense all year. And the problem that, you know, you host a show like this, you can't go on the air and say, well, you know what, you just got to be patient. (laughs) right?" You can't really do that. But the fact is the Oilers do have some prospects finally bubbling under. They've got some forward prospects coming. They've got some guys coming on the right shot. We talked about it a bit yesterday. Okay, so can they trade for a right shot power play defenseman? No. But they have Bouchard. Uh, they have uh, Joel Persson, who not many of you know about, but is a pretty good right shot defenseman out of Sweden who could be here by the end of the season. Bouchard is likely to be the quarterback of Team Canada's power play at the World Juniors. They have Caleb Jones playing on the right side, and they have Ethan Bear. And when I list Ethan Bear fourth, that upsets about a third of the listeners. But they have some guys coming that can move the puck. They're just not here, and they're just not ready right now. But totally understand it. You know, the team does not have enough scoring depth at this time. They also don't have Tobias Reeder, who's a top nine forward for the team. They didn't have McDavid, who's the best player in the league. They didn't have Spooner, who just scored the game-winning goal, so that's three regulars. And Zkop is going to play for this team in the top 12. So that's four regular forwards. That said, they blew an opportunity to go up against the Dallas defense and play more of the game in the Dallas end. And, by the way, we neglected to mention that Anton Hedoman had a strong performance in goal. All right, it's 12.25 in Edmonton. Uh, I'm going to read a couple more texts just before we... uh Just before um, we head off to a break. Bob, how nice would it be for Mike Hoffman to have looked on this team? I don't know how hard Peter Shirelli chased Mike Hoffman. He's had a real good go in Florida. Some of you would have wanted to have left uh, um, Mike Hoffman alone. Another text coming in saying, uh, Bob, uh, Taylor Hall... Is all about Taylor Hall. He's a self-serving player from Randy in Red Deer. Randy, i got to disagree with you. I don't think he's a self-serving player. I think he's a really good player. And I think he cares about people more than people think. He can text us at 630, 630. Out of Calgary, you are the biggest homer still with a team that's 500... You are a 1980 version when fighting was number one. No longer uh, go to WWF announcing stop, six million. This guy can't even. Why is it out of Calgary that we get the, you know, 90% of the people in Calgary are really smart. But this guy goes, you think Connor won't ever get benched? Uh, Okay, here's the deal, Calgary. If you're going to text me and you're going to call me names, do me a favor and at least learn how to spell. Okay, Because you're giving away your age by the fact that you you can't spell. He can text us at 6.30, 6.30. Bob, by the way, uh, the Pacific Division is still big boy hockey. I agree. I agree. This text out of Saskatoon. Final one before we go to break. Bob, when Taylor Hall becomes a free agent, uh, 30 teams will be uh, lined up. Uh, Where were they two years ago? Taylor Hall is a whiner. That comes to us from her out of Saskatoon. I'm sorry. I don't think Taylor Hall is a whiner. I think he's a hell of a player. Okay? I'm not going to – I know the shows called Oilers now. I'm not a big fan of crap and all over guys that used to be here. Yeah, he got benched last night. I'm stunned because he's probably the least of New Jersey's problems. So I'm going to stick up for the guy. Okay. And I understand the frustration with that move for the fans. Totally understand it. And I think he's a lot better person than people give him credit for. All right, off to a global news uh, traffic and weather update. With uh, And i, I got to get the pronunciation right because there was a coach by the name of Clement Jodoin. Uh, so Cassandra's up next, and she's got it.
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.